today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, Ontario Signals offshore wind moratorium will continue for years. This is a little odd because we all sort of know uh, the Ontario government's just sheer love affair with wind turbines. I mean, you drive anywhere, you're going to see them outside the the, uh, GTHA. And uh, you might remember when Dalton was on this tear to to, uh, put them everywhere, uh, except his own writings, of course, except uh, liberal writings. Uh, That seems to be a, a, a sticking point. Everybody wants them, but the liberals... Is that true? Uh, so anyway, uh, they then said, well, let's put these things out in the lake. Let's put them offshore. I mean, that's where the wind is. The wind's offshore. So why not have them out there? I remember flying into Amsterdam and looking down and seeing, what the heck are all those sticks in the water? Oh, my goodness, they're wind turbines. Now, of course, apparently this is quite expensive because eh, not easy to get out to the middle of a lake and put up a wind turbine. It's quite costly. Uh, even by Kathleen Wynne's standards. So uh, anyway, like six years ago, Ontario abruptly imposed a moratorium on offshore wind projects, saying we needed more research. And now the government is signaling it will likely continue for several more years, even with all of its studies in hand. It's amazing that we have no problem putting them around people, but we're very cautious about putting them around fish. Uh, the moratorium has so far put the Liberal government on the hook for at least $28 million, and it faces another trial next year for another $500 million lawsuit over the February 11th decision. So why the difference in, you know, they love them on land, but they don't love them on water, and they're citing environmental reasons, which we all know the people that were uh, up in arms about saying that they don't want to be, you know, living next to them. We don't seem to care much about them. But watch those fish and maybe the odd bird flying into them. That's going to be a problem, too. I don't know. Is it? Uh, Let's talk to Parker Gallant, Vice President of Wind Concerns Ontario, and is with us now. Hello, Parker. How are you today? I'm good, Scott. And you? Good. Thanks for taking the time to join us. So how are experts looking at this moratorium on offshore wind? I mean, um, is this just another uh, question that they don't want to answer? How uh, how are um, how are people viewing this? Do they care? Uh, well, I, I think people that have seen their hydro rates go up and up and up are are happy about that because they know the price is going to be high. Uh, obviously, you know the, the people behind you know Windstream and Trillium and and probably the manufacturers of the turbines themselves are and the blades, of course, and all the rest of the stuff are upset. And you know. And we are the Canadian Wind Energy Association would be ticked as well, but um, you know the fact of the matter is it's 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 the community that you know the communities have said we don't need them we don't want them and they don't add you know they're not going to add value to to uh, our energy system because they're going to produce wind intermittently and uh, they're going to be unreliable. So if they're intermittent and unreliable, that means we want to have backup. And if we have backup, it's got to be, you know, generally speaking, fossil fuels because we don't have any more hydro to develop in this province. So we're going to put more gas plants in, which are going to create more emissions. So, you know, they've, they've uh, you know, they've got to the point where they, 
recognize, if you will, that uh, at least I think the liberals recognize that by adding more wind, they're going to be adding more fossil fuels. Uh, here's a question from a listener. As hydro scales down its construction, how long until the surplus hydro is used up and construction needs to start up again? How long, how long before we're, we, this becomes an issue with us? Well, I, I, we are doing a fantastic job of, of uh, conserving power, right? We've reduced our, our demand down considerably over the past um, you know, 10 years. It's fallen incredibly, and uh, if it continues to to show a reduction, and it should because new housing has got higher standards, better insulation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more uh, better sealed windows and that sort of thing. That's going to save our, you know, that saves energy, believe it or not. And you know, we're now using LED bulbs because incandescents have been banned, you know. Local townships have changed their sodium lighting to LED lighting. All of these things are are occurring on a regular basis throughout the province, and that's decreasing demand. And if we got decreased demand, you know, uh, it's going to continue to show a reduction in what we need to generate. So, you know, we're not going to need a lot of power. And as I said earlier, IESO forecasts that we're We've got a surplus for at least the next 10 years. And by that time, we'll have the, you know, um, nuclear plants will all have, pretty well all have been refurbished. And, you know, they will be good for another 20 to 30 or 40 years. And, you know, who knows how much we will have reduced consumption by that time as well. And, you know, the other thing is the manufacturing base we once had here, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, like, Delco and DeFasco and, and those big companies that we remember uh, in the past uh, are not hiring people. They're not, you know, using nearly as much power, and a lot of them have moved their production somewhere else. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.